0: Hey, welcome back listeners to the Lights Out F1 pod. Uh, as you know, we'll be covering the French GP today. Uh, we bring you the action live from circuit Paul Descartes. Paul Descartes, am I saying that right? How do we say that? I don't know. I think we should ask
1: uh, Valtteri Bottas. He was mm-hmm. spotted wearing that uh, famous bucket hat, right? With circuit mm-hmm. Paul Descartes on the side. So uh, we should probably ask him. He has the right ideas. And since he's, I uh, do that on top of his head, I'm yeah, sure he must know he how to. How to he must know how to say it. <laughs> yeah. All Otherwise,
0: just do it like how the French do it. Let's just get yeah. straight to it. Charles Leclerc, what an unfortunate race. He had a great weekend before that, but what an unfortunate race. He just he finishes the race or so like he crashes in the seventeenth lap, and that's the end of it for him. He was very, very verbally frustrated. I don't think I've ever seen Charles. You know, like Charles' radio has never been that. Uh, frustrating to listen to but like yeah it was quite bad and for good reason like I mean this is something we've been discussing too right if there's anything Ferrari should focus on or especially Leclerc it's to not DNF he doesn't have to come first all the time like it would be great if he gets P1 obviously but DNFing is something he has to avoid but it just happens again.
1: Yeah the the events that happened over the last few weeks right where uh he had a bunch of DNFs, and the pressure was there, right? Uh, he wasn't able to uh, win and close the gap with uh, Westhappin. I think all of that came out when he realized he made the mistake and went into the uh, barracks, right? When he went to the uh, barrier, uh, yeah. he realized and that the exasperation just came out. That scream, it was like you could feel for him. You could feel yeah, you could... Every, all the emotions that went through his head. Uh, that. He finally starts coming back on track in the last GP and he's leading this GP and he just like threw it away. He
0: couldn't uh, like hang on and then continue to win it or at least finish second. He couldn't do that. He couldn't just, yeah, it's quite, and this was very early on in the race, right? If you think of it, the last race was two weeks ago, so it's been building up for him. He, He did very well, you know, coming up to the race. He got pole which somehow he just gets a lot of polls. He has like more polls than Verstappen, but unfortunately not enough finishes and definitely not enough podiums or like finishing P1.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something I feel that the whole camp needs to work. It's clearly from a driver's point of view, right? Uh, uh, he is putting in those, those flair and that uh, amazing performances every now and then, but he's not able to do that consistently there are moments where his mistakes are proving to be very costly. So, okay. like, the Ferraris usually have a strong weekend because he's like Leclerc is able to put the car on pole. That shows his driver ability, but to win the race and to get those points and to do that consistently, similar to what Max is doing, right? So, that takes another level of skill and yeah. another level of maturity. And it somewhat feels like Charles has not yet gone, gotten there. He still has the... Raw ability and he has everything needed to be a championship winner but uh, he's not able to put all of it together and actually be that winner, right? Like right. Verstappen has done that last season and he's again showing uh, how well he can cope with the pressure and then a week in, week out he can do this and go on to become another champion.
0: So, yeah Vestappen is right on his way to become a champion and he truly deserves it. Uh, it's, exactly, what a yeah. solid race from him. Yeah. He, uh, he put out a very good race. Like he was calm, composed. He didn't, you know, like, I mean, I would also say it was pretty, it, at least after Charles, uh, got out, it was a pretty simple race overstep and there was not much for him to compete against. Correct. So
1: it, that's like one department where on driver's side, he's lacking a bit, uh, that is in not putting in consistent performances, even though know, are spectacular performances. Like it's just not consistent enough
0: to yeah.
1: uh, crown yourself the king, right? Uh, right. So th- that's one thing that's lacking, and another thing is with the team itself, right? Uh, Ferrari have had a bunch of yeah, they've students. had the reliability
0: issues yeah, exactly, then, and, yeah, they and they have
1: and messed up his strategy, uh, especially in British spread, TV, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, his strategy was messed up. So even from the team's point of view, they haven't been consistent, and they haven't been uh coming up and delivering strong race weekends as a whole they they've they been strong but it's just not materializing which gets even more frustrating and like it's probably everyone in the ferrari camp including charles is going into the next weekend feeling more frustrated and feeling that pressure of not living up to the potential you have and that's eating into their uh, uh battle with uh, red bull is what i feel like they need to somehow like flush out and like start a new uh, weekend, like completely empty and with all the positives rather than like dragging on whatever uh, disappointment they have accumulated over the races, right? Like bringing in all of that. At least that was what was very visible uh, and very audible from his uh, scream today. And it
0: was very heartbreaking to watch that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Unfortunate weekend, but like we know Leclerc has, he has the talent. I think there's still enough time for him to make it up. He has to be at the top of his game. But, you know, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't, like, count him out yet. You know, anything can happen. We have a lot of the GP, like, of the season left, so. Exactly. And F1 is all about that, right? Like, given
1: how down to the wire it can go, like, last year. Yeah, literally last year. The last race,
0: the last race decided first and second, third and fourth, like, constructors, champions, everything. Like, it was... It's yeah. going to get interesting.
1: So it can definitely hit there, given uh, we know what Ferrari is capable of, right? They're not uh, going to sit back or they, they have, even in
0: this race, Ferrari looked much faster than Red Bull. That um, That is true. Oh, I think so, over the entire weekend, Ferrari did have a bit of an edge in terms of pace of the car, right? Like Exactly. Yeah.
1: And even the drivers, even Sainz, after this thing of bad luck and DNS and whatnot. Yeah. Was going to
0: he, do? he started at the back and he finished P5 and had the potential to finish P3 potentially. So, so yeah. yeah. So it's
1: all about them pulling their act together and then doing it more consistently. Uh, that's all it comes down to. So, if they find a way to do that for the remainder of the season, definitely it's going to be a nail biter to finish. And, uh, we're going to see uh two to three drivers fight it out for the championship right till the end yeah. and i'm just hoping that ferrari
0: uh like pick up and we get to see that in yeah. uh, live in action that is something we're all looking forward to yeah i think uh, yeah we hit on sains a little bit let's let's uh let's talk about what happened you know like First thing is obviously Sane started at the back because of his uh, engine penalty because I think he swapped out uh, more than two. Uh, uh, three. Uh, you're allowed, he, yeah, you're allowed three, and he had to take an additional power unit. Power unit. So that that's the reason he started at the back of the grid. But even after that, like he had a pretty good race. He made use of every chance. He almost came up to the leaders. Uh, yeah. Then there was something about a pit strategy which i wouldn't say
1: it was wrong but
0: i mean i wouldn't say it was wrong because ferrari had no way to foresee another uh, like yellow flag event or uh, anything like that but it could have helped him maybe finish p3 let's get into that yeah that was uh, some some stuff
1: that uh, shows how fine the margins are right in f1 world uh, it's another case, another typical case where you can gauge how fine the margins are. Uh, so, the strategy they were on was uh, uh, initially when they started the race, right? That was to get on hard tires and somewhere when you're like around 60, 70% done with the race, get on to either medium or soft and then finish okay, the race. Yeah. So, so, they started off the race with a hard tire uh, strategy. But with Leclerc crashing out in lap seventeen, right, and the yellow flag being waved, this presented an opportunity where they could come in for a cheaper pit stop and get on pressure tires and probably uh, aim for those higher uh, uh, places on the grid, right? Like uh, to finish higher. So th- the, it opened it opened up for that, and Ferrari made the right call to bring Zane's in and they swapped him out from a hard tire to medium, and. Uh, he put in more laps on the medium tire and he drove beautifully. Like Rightfully, I feel he deserved the driver of the day. Uh, He made a lot of moves and managed to get himself uh, uh, to P3, especially the move on Checo, right? Where he uh, took him out from the outside. Like we went around him and then uh, made the move. That was just spectacular to watch and it was very nice. And even when he was about to make that move, there was some chatter on the radio asking him to come into the pits. And uh, uh, Carlos was like, no, no, no. Like, I, I can't really come out now given, like, it's like, shouldn't Ferrari be watching what he's doing? Like, he's, he's right there, uh, right beside uh, Perez, and he's been asked to like, come in. And those kind of things are happening. And he managed to make his move stick, and he got P3. He snatched yeah, it out of Perez and He was in P3. And at that point, right, at least from the viewer's point of view, it looked like he the, he was comfortable with the car. And yeah, it, there wasn't much of a
0: performance. It, he his, he was flawless and like he took like Perez's position effortlessly. So it didn't look like he was struggling or he would start struggling exactly. anytime soon.
1: Exactly. So at that point, it kind so they had when he overtook Perez, right? That point that presented them two new two uh, possible strategies. One is either ride it out till the end on the tires they have. Uh, and hope that they can uh, uh, keep that P3 position and finish P3. And f- for uh, Saints to do this, he also had a five-second time penalty, right, for uh, yeah. coming out of the pit in a dangerous yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah,
1: so he had, if he had to keep P3, he had to ensure that in the next five laps, he's going to build up uh, five seconds worth of uh, time between him and Perez. And if he failed that, he would uh, slip back to P5, yeah, he would slip back and, anyways, yeah, exactly. And we saw how close Russell was to Perez, right? So there yeah. was a, a good chance that the five second penalty would make him slip past both of them and he both would end up in a P5 anyways. But, uh, if like according to the data that the Ferrari engineers were looking at in the pits, right, they were seeing that the performance was going to degrade a lot and his uh, uh and he's going to drop uh, so considerably that. Probably there was a risk of even Alonso coming in within that uh, five-second space. Right, that so, would yeah exactly. So just by going at this situation uh, at this point, right, and they knowing that uh, Leclerc has been knocked out, right, like Leclerc uh, managed to put it in the barriers and uh, he couldn't finish the race. So with all this thing happening, probably they the Ferrari camp decided to play it safe and bring him in for uh, pits. Him on fresher tires, give him a chance to get that fastest lap and get that guaranteed P5 finish. There's not going to be any question marks or whatsoever. So okay. that was the whole thought process that went inside uh, the uh, heads of the engineers in the Ferrari camp to call him in. And yeah, like for us bystanders, like seeing him, like, oh, he's in P3, probably should have just uh, stayed out and finished. Like he could have gotten to the podium. Like it's hard for us to. Say that knowing that there's so much other things at play, right? Like uh, so much other things that could have happened, like uh, all those ifs and buts and that's why probably at that point to play it safe was the right call. But what, what was, what makes this whole thing questionable and like, it feels like, no, he should have uh, stayed out. He should have been a little ballsy. Like he should have like had the guts to be like, step, step up. And then we say like, no, like I want to stay out. It's like, when in uh, around lap 50 when there was that virtual car uh, incident again. Yeah. So whatever opportunity he had around lap 40, right? Like had he decided to stay out, he could have done so for a while. And if he managed to build up a five second lead from uh, Perez and uh, uh, Russell, he could have continued to stay out for another three laps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but if he couldn't do, he couldn't build up that five second lead, right? Then he could have pitted at lap 50 when there was another the uh, incident. Yeah. And he could have done the same thing. He could have got on pressure tires. He could have taken the fastest lap and he would have ensured himself a P5 finish either ways. So, but at lap 43, you don't know what's going to happen at lap 50. So, yeah, there's no way to I mean, know.
0: Exactly. It looked like Ferrari went, uh, like, I mean, given that Leclerc was already out of the race, they I guess they wanted to be on the conservative side and, you know, decided to pit early. Just you yep. get their chance instead of, like, leaving it towards the end. And if for whatever reason they didn't pit or there was an incident with involving Saints, they would lose out a big time. So, yeah, quite unfortunate, oh. but uh, still, uh, it's okay. A okay. Great, it was a great place. Very yeah. conservative strategy, but a good race by Saints, nevertheless. Like from his side, yeah. I think it was all everything was golden,
1: correct? It's like, uh, I, us as race fans, right? We are always used to seeing a driver make a baller decision, yeah, to stay yeah, yeah. Out and then make that challenging strategy work. And we kind of want to be like wow and amazed by those, but yeah, we, we don't want another... to see a
0: conservative planned out yeah, strategy
1: exactly. So in a real sense, he wasn't a real loser, but the the gains which are like a little questionable and which he probably could have, we are like uh, basing our frame of reference on that. But we should actually reward the team for uh, making
0: it from behind back of the grid, right? Back of the grid to P5 and like they were P3 at a point, so.
1: Exactly, so so that's like uh, leaps and bounds ahead than uh, what they found themselves in last time out, right? Where the engine was blown out and he had to retire the car. So, yeah. it's, it's like leaps and bounds ahead in that sense. And also in terms of Saints' confidence, right? Uh, it's, it's all like showing and it's...
0: Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's made a beginning. great comeback from... If you look at the performance he was giving in the beginning of the season, uh, th- this is what we all wanted. We just wanted Saints to start performing exactly. really well. And he is doing it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So from the British grantee, Prix, right? Uh, something there is a you can see a visible uh, flip. Yeah. You can see that the switch has toggled. They're seeing a whole new Saints who is Saints. Uh, who is racing, uh, wheel to wheel. He's going to put up that fight. So it'll be very interesting to see where he ends up uh, this season. Like uh, a comfortable P4 for sure, but we yeah. don't know if he's going to.
0: Uh, get in higher like get in higher. that it's, that would be a great deal it would i mean it would help out a lot in the uh, constructors championship too if you know Sainz eventually keeps exactly. uh, moving up the pack so
1: exactly it's it all goes down to like how ferrari uses their uh, a month off right to just like right. calm down like cool like know that they have a very competitive team they have a very competitive package like all the drivers are good Take a time off, de-stress, and then come back with it at full force. Rather yeah. than uh, carrying forward all these disappointments and setbacks, right? To to feel burnt out and frustrated, rather than getting this energy, if they approach it like a whole brand new season, I think that will do them way more good. And definitely, they should uh, come out
0: on top in constructors. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just looking at the points table right now and. Uh, Russell is only one point behind Sainz in the Drivers' Championship. That, I mean, anything can happen, but uh, yeah, I, I would say Sainz should definitely like pull up the game because, as we know, Russell either finishes the race top five or doesn't finish the race at all. And uh, continuing his tradition, he did that this uh, week too, where uh, not just Russell, but Mercedes, I think, overall had a pretty decent race, uh, whether it was because of their own skill or doing is a different uh, thing, but they got a double podium, second and third. Hamilton and Russell again on podium. It's quite a good thing. Uh, They they just seem to keep reaping the benefits of the misfortunes of Ferrari or Red Bull as usual.
1: Yeah, uh, that's been a constant for uh, Mercedes this season long. They haven't been competitive up front but uh, they've definitely been way more consistent than the other two teams for sure. Yeah. Uh, in terms of their drivers, right? Like you can just see how close their two drivers are to each other itself. Like they've always been finishing one behind the other. Uh, so in that sense, they're very consistent, but uh, the team needs to work in a direction
0: to me- make the car faster. I think that would be their challenge. Yeah, but I think the car is significantly slow that it's not happening this season. Yeah. It has to be, like, over the year, you know, next season, next year. At, at least at
1: this point uh, in the season, right, I think that's very clearly understood. It's yeah. uh, They're not uh, competitive uh, to Red Bull or Ferrari. So, they're going to be third, but uh, yeah, a lot of work to do, a lot of engineering, and hopefully they can become more... Uh, competitive uh, next time
0: around. Uh, Yeah. but uh, uh, Yeah. Just looking at the constructors' table right now, if Ferrari's misfortunes of DNFing continue, I wouldn't be surprised if Mercedes has a good chance to even be second at this point. So Ferrari's at 314 points and Mercedes at 270. Sure, that's quite a distance, but then if Ferrari consistently has only one driver finish, and Ferrari, Mercedes has both drivers finish in the top five, let's say or top four, where they always do, it's quite possible. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's uh, it's just crazy. It's uh, one guy needs to have a bad day in the office for the other guy to do well.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Mercedes has zero wins, but uh, they're pretty close to Ferrari, who has four wins.
1: Yeah. That's, the,
0: that's not, uh, uh, that's, yeah, that's something. Yeah, The and uh, so what, I think what actually tells, tells the story is Ferrari has 11 podiums where Mercedes has 9, even though we don't consider Mercedes to be one of the top contenders this year at all. that That's pretty close. 11 and 9, just yeah, thanks to Russell in the beginning and now both Russell and Hamilton pulling their weight. Yeah, well, yeah, I think before we move on, let's i think there were some there are few interesting facts about this race again uh this was this is the third time charles leclerc led the race but did not finish this season i mean that's it's quite unfortunate for him uh hamilton and verstappen had their 50th p1 p2 finish as a pair which uh was good for them and mm. this was the 300 wasn't... gp for hamilton world Hamilton truly is a veteran of the sport now. 300 races. 300 grand Prix. That's just crazy.
1: Uh, over what? A span of 10 years? 10 years? 10, 11 maybe? Yeah, that's uh, just amazing. Uh, what? Uh, he has seven championships, uh, 300 races, and he yeah. has 100 plus wins too. Wins, so, yeah. So he's roughly won more than a third of of all his races completed.
0: completed. Uh, I mean, that's why he was the world champion for so long. Yeah, some stellar stats uh, right there. Uh, But I think we might see Verstappen headed for a similar kind of trajectory. Yes, Verstappen Um, has completely primed up for the same thing. And towards, uh, once Verstappen spent like more than 10-12 years in the sport, I think he might even beat Hamilton's if he continues to keep up his game, which it looks yeah. like he will.
1: The, he, even this race, right, uh, it was so flawless that uh, at one point, right, usually uh, all the focus, when they show the race on TV, all the focus is on the leader of the pack.
0: Like right. Usually
1: the first car is what That's stands. where all the excitement yeah. is. Exactly, that's where all the excitement is. Today, it came to a point where he drove so flawless and he was so far up ahead that like they barely showed any West on TV. They yeah. were busy showing all the other action that was happening behind him. So he's, he's bringing in a lot of maturity for his age, is what I feel. Uh, mm, that and, is true. And all these consistent performances, right? Like in the last two years, he's been consistently uh, giving performances and the DNFs due to his errors have fallen off a cliff from where yeah, he started off as a... Teenager, right? Yeah. Uh, so, all these point in a direction that uh, he's probably uh, headed for uh, some sort of greatness. Uh, it looks like he's pretty much on track to get his second driver's championship this year. But uh, overall, as a person, as a driver, and as a team, like right, he's grown a like lot. like Red Bull yeah. are on to something for
0: the years to come. So yeah, Red Bull has honestly, always been good at identifying good talent, right? Like, they've brought in a lot of our current uh, top racers into the sport. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, Red Bull does have a knack for this stuff. And yeah, uh, last, yeah. Uh, even if you take the last 10-15 uh, years or so, right? Uh, we have
1: so many race winners coming out of Red Bull. Right, we yeah. have had uh, world champion Vettel who won mm-hmm. it, who won. Four championships with them, and then we have Daniel Ricciardo, right?
0: Daniel Ricciardo was also
1: a winner with uh, Red Bull. Then they brought in
0: Sergio Perez. They brought in. Uh, yeah, they uh, saved Sergio Perez from the dead. Like he was, he didn't have a team, and now yeah. I don't think anybody's gonna think of uh, retiring Sergio Perez anytime soon. So
1: exactly. So so Red Bull has definitely brought in a lot of race winners over the years, and finally they look poised. Uh, to hang on to that perch of number 1 right yeah uh, to carry forward all the work they did last year where they were just a driver champion this time they look pretty solid in both fronts to get driver and constructor that's like marking your authority right there when you yeah yeah one thing can...
0: that's exactly what mercedes has been doing for the last few years and it's amazing that Red Bull is going to be able to pull that off soon. Yeah, exactly. And at least
1: this year, the way
0: they're going, it looks like uh, both of them, they're going to win
1: with a considerable gap between themselves and exactly. number to finish, right? So, the, the very solid races, very solid performances. Uh, amazing to see uh, the distance Red Bull has come in the last five years, where... Yeah they were faltering with the renault engine to getting on to honda new engine new drivers it's just amazing how they have uh, turned down turned around uh, the last few years uh, it's i'm i'm really excited to see
0: where they're going to head in the years to come yeah they have a bright future ahead of themselves and uh, yeah they're going to keep this sport interesting
1: yeah let's uh, move slightly down the and then talk about some midfield stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so today was again the other rivalry, which is uh, Alpine and uh, McLaren, for uh, the P4 position, right? Uh, towards the end of the uh, season, so
0: right. that they're
1: battling out for. So that yeah, pretty was close. pretty interesting. Yeah. So they're only like around four points adrift of each other, and last yeah. GP they were like on they were level pegged, right? Uh, yeah. Both they were, were exactly level pegged. Yeah, exactly. And today, both teams had pretty solid finishes with uh, Alonso, Norris, Ocon, Ricardo. So that's how the… Back
0: to back to back to back.
1: Exactly. So first five were Verstappen, uh, Hamilton, Russell
0: Perez and Sainz. But the next four were
1: Alpine and Alpine Yes,
0: yes. Alonzo, Norris, Ocon, Ricardo. And all of them are in points. So they they all contributed today.
1: Exactly. So… Th- it's going to be very uh, interesting to see who is going to come out on top. They both look like they're going at each other, like how we see Ferrari and Red Bull battling it out for uh, P1. Uh, I see Alpine and uh, McLaren battling McLaren it out for, B4, for P4. Right? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's uh, exactly true.
1: This is going down to the last. Uh, race is what oh, I this like, is yeah in teams. fact i
0: would say this is a much closer battle than anything the leaders are having right now
1: uh, correct yeah uh, so if, uh, if if ferrari don't pick up their socks i think we can start focusing more on these drivers to get our fill fill of action for right? our uh, excitement yeah that's where yeah. we get our
0: adrenaline from we'll just yeah start focusing on alpine and mclaren yeah so uh, especially
1: today, Alonso drove a solid race. Uh, he was so solid, in fact, that he got Ferrari to do their conservative strategy, right? Had, right. He, had he sat far behind, probably Ferrari would have stayed out. Just because Alonso was right there, at left. Ferrari was
0: pressured enough to... Exactly. They saw car. Alonso
1: as the threat. Like He's inadvertently affecting outcomes of other drivers, like That's how strong and consistent his performances have been uh, this season and it's just nice to see uh, more of that uh, uh, every week uh, from Alonso. And same with his uh, other teammate, uh, Ocon. So they have been tag teaming and uh, each GP, one of them comes out on top and nonetheless, both of them have been delivering consistent races. Whereas uh, in terms of McLaren, right, like the whole thing has been on Lando. like He's pretty much the guy who's gone. Yeah, Lando's been
0: carrying McLaren single-handedly. Like, uh, I mean, Ricardo had a couple decent races, but otherwise, he's nowhere to be seen.
1: Yeah. So, again, after the break, we might see some change there, too. If uh, Ricardo comes out stronger or if Ocon comes out stronger. or like, well, There might be some shift there to watch out for definitely. That's true. Yeah. And as usual, this became another common thing that we see weekend to weekend, right? Uh, Aston Martin is struggling and even today when they were about to finish the race. Oh, yeah. They almost crashed each into day. each other.
0: Yeah. That would, I mean, if they made contact in any significant way, it would be very unfortunate. They were 10 and 11, sure. Not great places, but like still decent, right?
1: Exactly. This is like rubbing salt to your injury, right? You yeah. Pretty much... In places that are outside of points and you're still uh, like running into each other. I don't know what's happening.
0: Uh, yeah, there was no point of either of them trying to, I don't know what they were trying to do there. Correct. I get it that, yeah, it's
1: a, it's still a point, but uh, it's still, I don't know if finishing 10th gets you any bragging rights that too, when you're yeah. having a dismal season
0: that you need to run into each other. Exactly. Uh, to just prove a point point so, exactly okay. yeah there's the team dynamic is definitely a little messed up there I mean they're, they're at 9 right now sure it's like it's a distant 9 compared to Williams 10 but uh, there's a lot of work Aston Martin has to put in for next season to come back up
1: yeah and other than that
0: there wasn't
1: really much uh, wheel to wheel action that we could bring our fans up to speed on I think yeah. at least in this grand Prix.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing to be recommend is the, do look at the points table. It's it's not one of those races where only all the excitements at the top, it's not one of those seasons where all the excitements at the top and the midfield is just like, you know, like 10, 30, 40 points behind each other consistently. There's some good action going on in the midfield too. There's good potential. Like I would still say Alfa Romeo has a chance of being uh, the contender for P4, P5. They're at 51 right now. Sure, like Alpine and McLaren are closing the gap, but you never know. It's quite possible. I mean, if if we if we if we can debate Mercedes getting P2, we I think uh, uh, Romeo has a good chance of getting P five or four.
1: Exactly. It's like even uh, I can't recommend our fans to watch out more for the midfield, especially if we give it like four or five more races, right? The yeah. the, the 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 top three positions are pretty much going to take shape. Yeah. If we are we are gonna know. Pretty well. Who's going to do what and who's yeah? Very finish. soon,
0: it's either going to become impossible for Mercedes to come P two or Ferrari to go P one, uh, at least for constructors, right? And even That's for something. drivers, Leclerc, if if Leclerc does not to consistently perform in the next few races, it'll be very clear that he's out of the race for the championship.
1: Yeah. So with all those things, all the action will be shifted to midfield, where the margins are so slim, right? Like yeah teams are just ahead by like a few points and drivers are ahead by like a couple points. So those are the things that are going to be way more interesting because they they will be the ones who have a lot to lose on a very fine margin. Whereas the other teams have pretty much taken up their uh, spots, like up front
0: and up at the rear. At
1: the uh, rear, yeah.
0: yeah. I think we already have our like bimodal distribution, the front half and the last half and the middle is all churn and anything Yeah,
1: The middle is where the churn is and uh, definitely uh, everyone should uh, start focusing on that so that it becomes interesting as we move to the next phase okay. of the races.
0: Okay, I think that, that's all for today and uh, see everyone next week at the Hungarian GP.